0: Welcome to the Tech Sales Show, where we are dedicated to making you a better tech seller. Sharing tried and true sales strategies and answering your questions weekly.
1: What's up, Brian? Hey, hey, Bobby. Here we are, episode two of series 12. We had a great interview last week with Greg McCrabb. And it uh, looks like he finished his swim, so congratulations to that, Greg, and uh, hope you didn't freeze in the cold waters out there in San Francisco Bay.
0: Pretty incredible. Thanks again uh, for
1: joining. Yep. So episode one was an introduction to account planning as we see it, and as we think you should see it as a tech seller. And we talked a lot about a number of things, but it really was what to plan, what to share, and how to execute it. I was a little late on the artifacts getting them out on the web, but they're there on our website. Now, if you want to go see my one page template, my, I get, I created a little bit longer template to show you what it would look like if it was expanded. And then the video is now out on YouTube as well about really how I think about the account plan template and how to use it and share it with partners and other people and my extended team. So go grab those at tech slash tools. And then pass that along to your friends if they struggle with account plans too. We'd like to uh, see more people get it.
0: How much does that cost to download, Bobby?
1: One million, nothing. It's exactly free. It's free. So uh,
0: go get it. And this is only for uh, uh, AES that cover existing accounts. Is that right? Nah, well, it could be new accounts. You know, it could be new territories. Too, you
1: know. It. it it could be enterprise accounts. Um, we've yeah, I think that's it. the biggest piece
0: of feedback I got, Bobby. Um, after the first episode, was that I have I, I work I tend to work mostly with um, account execs, and mo- many of our listeners are hunters, pe- folks that have like new accounts or trying to break into new accounts. Um, but this is still incredibly effective. Um, parts of this are incredibly effective for breaking into new accounts as well. So don't just think of this as kind of a, an existing. Customer base type tool, this is something to help you plan for any new prospect that you're looking into to get into as well.
1: No doubt. And I might even say it leans a little bit more towards the new prospect just because it's a blank sheet of paper and mm-hmm. you probably don't have a lot of intel. But if you do have a lot of intel, it'll be really easy to fill out. So uh, go check out the tools. And as always, give me feedback, give us feedback. If you want something new, bigger, better, whatever, not enough formats out there, then let us know and we'll work really hard to get those. Again, last, two weeks ago now, we talked about what to plan, who to share with, how to execute it. This week, we're going to talk about that it is hard work, um, but you should do the work. So really, what is the meat of an account plan and why should you account plan? There's some philosophy behind that. And then what does and can it do for your relationship with a customer? I think this one's often missed. We make a lot of these things that are internally focused only. And then finally, we'll wrap up with don't make it about your stack, your product set, but make it about the customer. Uh, too often I see I see individual reps make the mistake and get, again, focused on what's important to them and not what's focused or important on the customer side. And that that shoots them in the foot. Anything about the agenda you want to discuss, Brian?
0: No, I like it. I, mean, I, I really like the last point the most. I think uh, so often we get focused on our own product and our SKU names and all that kind of stuff. And it's a big turnoff to customers. So uh, looking forward to the conversation. No doubt. Let's go.
1: So I think first and foremost, seriously, this will take some work and maybe a lot of work if you do it right and you do make progress with the, with the account. So uh, I, I jokingly say the... Uh, the question is to account plan or not. That is the question. But have you ever seen a great account plan? You on the podcast listening, have you ever seen a great account plan? Have you seen an account plan lately? I, Brian, I would still say a lot of people just don't do this at all and probably to avoid the work.
0: Yeah. I mean, we, the first series we opened up with on the podcast uh, a year or so ago was around first meeting preparation. And it was, it was so shocking how, how many times and we you know we kind of joked about it how many times we saw uh, account execs go into new accounts to have a first meeting with a prospective customers and they hadn't done any of the work to find out are they publicly listed how much money do they make really they just know how many employees they have right because that kind of tends to impact the cost of the product uh so even so an account plan is even a step above that right you not only do you understand how they make money now you're kind of starting to align some of their business pain and challenges to um, an evaluation plan in a lot of ways.
1: Agreed. So again, I might've skipped a little bit over, but this week's episode is about the title of this episode is called pros do it right. So professional above average reps do this work. They put in the effort to plan their quarter, their year, their next two or three years, to understand how they want to attack an account and how they want their extended team, including partners and other vendors to help them attack that account. And it really does magic. In my last four years, I was at Dell and I would say people hardly ever updated our CRM tool, Um, didn't put their contacts in there. Everybody's got these other spreadsheets. it's, It's a problem in corporate sales, no question. But this template, this document that we've shared with you on our tools page needs to be completed and it needs to be shared. So start small. We know it could be a lot of work. We gave you a one pager. Get one page done before you try to do two pages and put a a deck, a, a Google slide deck together, a PowerPoint deck, a Word doc, whatever it is, and then grow it. Uh, enterprise reps will probably grow it into something much larger as they meet more people, as they sell outside of the it group into business units and start buying in and sharing their value with those groups. But start with the one pager and get the work done and then actually put it into your CRM system. It's so disappointing when I've started new territories and there was no data in the CRM system. It would be nice to see an account plan that was worked on for a few years before I took over an account.
0: Yeah, and a good practice that was shared with us after the episode was um, to, as you mentioned, Bobby, load it into the CRM system, whatever you're using, so that it's kind of out there for your extended team. Uh, But one good practice that was suggested was to put a calendar invite on your extended team's calendar and then point them to that link of where they can get access to the account plan document. So almost block an hour off ahead of a, like let's say you have a strategy session for an upcoming meeting on Monday, maybe on Wednesday of the prior week, put an hour on their calendar and say, spend this time reviewing the account plan document. Make sure you're comfortable. Reach out if you have any questions.
1: I love it. And then put the onus on them to keep some of the content up to date. You know, if you have a, if you have a specialist that goes and meets with some administrators or some managers for their product set and what they do, make sure they're collecting that data and putting it in that account plan for you. So why do we do these account plans? Uh, I think for me personally, it's always about organization. And I, as many would say, and Brian was just picking on me, I, I can have a lot of ideas. And so my ideas, they don't get lost in my head, but most people can't keep up with all those ideas. So I've got to organize myself. I've got to share that organization with other people. And i got to get everybody kind of pointed in the right direction. And that's probably the second reason why I account plan and you should account plan is because I ha- I need to scale and have multiple attacks in an account. I can't get it all done myself if I want to achieve my goals and, and we talked about throw a big number up and go get it. If I want to achieve my goals, I've got to have everybody working towards the same North Star, per se, to help me accomplish my goals and to help the customer accomplish their goals.
0: And so often, uh, you know, part of the sales job, uh, somebody made a great point that, that I work with made a great point to say that, at a company they worked with prior, they said, "Look, your base salary is your your payment to take care of the administrative stuff that has to be done with the sales job. Part of that administrative stuff, Bobby, is is keep tracking your opportunities in Salesforce, keeping all the notes up to date. You know, if there's a new training, taking the new training, all the stuff that we do, but we don't necessarily love. Even if you, um, even if you put this in that category of something you do, but maybe don't love." 100% will keep the leadership team off of your back if you have a strategy for your account. If they think it's kind of willy-nilly, you're just kind of chasing a deal. If you think that you see a deal, if, if there's no plan behind it, uh, you're much more likely to be kind of called out on what your strategy is. But Bobby, I, I, I can't imagine anybody with an account plan proactively sharing it with their team would ever be characterized as, as an average account exec.
1: Agreed. No question. And the best thing that this will do for you is grow your funnel and not, not on accident. Like if you, if you get organized, you got a bunch of people all working towards the same goal of selling them your stuff and making the customer successful with your stuff, then your funnel's going to grow massively. You're going to uncover opportunities. And I say it a lot and people in my old company did or didn't believe me all the time, but if If we lost a deal, most often the first thing I did after I lost that deal was put in an opportunity. For that much storage in my CRM system for th- for like two and a half years from there, Yep. Because I knew they were gonna want to refresh it, and whether I was there or not, someone's gonna appreciate that those opportunities pop up with the notes that say I lost a pure or someone else, and they bought this many terabytes, and this is the reason they told me they bought it, and go in with some intel, or you know, really before the deal's done for the next go round. Yeah, hundred percent. So, Brian, I think you had a few things you wanted to add as it related to funnel and pipeline for this part of the organization slash account plan.
0: Yeah. So the one exercise we did at a company I worked with before, it was a pretty sophisticated kind of analytics process they did around propensity mapping. And these days, there are all kinds of ways to do this. And maybe your organization is super complex and it's hard to know. And in some companies, there's, you know, SKU set is small enough to where it's very obvious. But a propensity mapping is basically the concept of you have um, a customer that fits a certain profile, and because of that profile, they're more likely to buy than this product from you. That could be something as simple as say that you're working on the existing customer base and they own this certain set of products, and very naturally, the next thing they tend to buy, more likely than not, is product Y because they own A, B, and C, they're going to buy Y next. Or it could be that in a new business situation, you have a customer that is in a certain industry and um, fits a certain you know profile that you pre-identify, and because of that, they tend to buy SKUs C, D, and E from you. The thought process here is here, Bobby. You talked about kind of pipeline and how do you grow your pipeline. The thought process is here is how do you initially focus your efforts on what products make the most sense for it. And again, I don't want to oversimplify this or overcomplicate it. If you have a huge SKU list that you're selling to them, if you work for SH you know if so many SHI and CW and soft choice listeners out there, totally appreciate that you know, that you're selling upwards of, of you, know, the, you have the opportunity to sell thousands of SKUs to them, but maybe that initial one is, is winning their Microsoft agreement or winning their storage deal or winning their next laptop refresh. Uh, try to think about what naturally makes most sense based off a set of variables.
1: Completely agree. The, the last thing around why you account plan is to organize those people that are on the periphery, whether they're vendors whether they're partners. I can imagine an account plan that that may be specific to an industry uh, that has multiple vendors that you may have relationships with that you might not even sell their product, but because you engage and work with them, it's going to elevate you inside the account. And you want the customer to know you guys are working together because it's simply going to tie you to them, their projects, and what's going on in the customer's account. The The third bullet that we really want to talk about today is what does and can it do with your relationship with a customer? Again, customers are so sick and tired of average reps calling on them and asking them the same questions over, not reading their 10 K's, et cetera, that if you have an account plan and can start to grow that with a partner, customers will see the value in working with you over the other average partners. So quite often, It's not the first meeting. It's probably not even the fifth or sixth meeting. But somewhere after I get a little bit of my account plan moving in the right direction, I'll share with the partner what we're trying to do. I'll build a multi-year funnel with the partner and the customer to try and say, here's here's what I'm thinking about. Do you agree that I should be thinking about these things? That that's the first step in uncovering opportunities. And if you're at a hardware company, it might be a little bit easier with expiring equipment, but Brian as as a cloud software person today, doesn't everyone have a need for some of your stuff? And can't you create anxiety or pending events based on just knowing their
0: schedule of business or software? Certainly. And I think the other dimension of this too, is that you, it, when you have a very intentional account plan, like you said, that you're sharing both with the partner, with the customer or whatever that, whatever that group looks like. Um, it puts you in the position of either driving the agenda uh, or being told by the customer that you're missing the mark. And because they're not going to allow you to like chase this agenda in plan when you're not delivering the kind of service that you promised from the beginning. So it's, it's almost going to force and require some sort of feedback session to say, yes, you guys are doing great. You're earning the opportunity to do more business with us. You're earning the opportunity to get our renewal. And if it's, if it's not, then it's going to be, yeah, I, I mean, I see that. That's your. I see that's the plan. Yes, that aligns with our what our goals and objectives are. But y- this isn't yours. This isn't you know. You're you're gonna. Be, it's gonna be competitive here. You guys missed on that last project. It's gonna force a level of conversation that you may otherwise miss out on.
1: And maybe a partner's a little bit more trusted than you are. And if you have that multi prong approach. The customer is going to start seeing you more like the trusted partner, uh, or part of the trusted partners team. It never hurts to to win with a group that want that the customer wants to win with. Um, and then if you do lose again, have that multi year strategy of putting those opportunities in, so that you can connect the dots and continue to grow that relationship in an account. Agreed. So Brian today had a new sponsor on the show, Tech Sales Lab tech sales lab is the only place with a platform and people to help you start a career in tech sales. Furthermore, anyone in tech sales can find the training and help they need to accomplish any of their career goals.
0: Yep. And it covers everything from sales enablement training to one-on-one coaching. Tech sales lab can meet all of your individual or company's needs around sales training. Tech sales lab is
1: offering to you, the tech sales show listener, a way to win. Go to averageistheenemy.com and sign up for the Tech Sales Lab newsletter to receive weekly tips and tricks. And if you refer your friends on the same page, both of you will be entered to win prizes. In the month of April, Tech Sales Lab will be having drawings for AirPods, Oculus Go, and an Amazon Echo. Each person that you refer, you'll receive two entries into the drawing for the month of April.
0: If you know anyone that would like to get into tech sales, they're offering 50% off to the first 10 people that register for the certification program. It guarantees a job in tech sales or they'll refund 100% of the investment they already made in the program.
1: Tech Sales Lab is where tech sellers are made. So excited to have them on board and can't wait to see what you guys do with that platform
0: as their customers. Indeed, an Oculus Go. Oculus Go is a really cool device.
1: So the last bullet we want to talk about uh, today is don't make your account plan about your company's stack, right? Too often I've seen where partners make an account plan with their buckets of solutions that they have, whether they're products or their solutions or services, um, they create an account plan that has a storage bucket, a backup bucket, a laptop bucket, and that would be very similar to like what Dell might do. But that's not the way the customer thinks about their business or IT. And, and you got to wrap your hands around their business and how they do their business if you want to be successful.
0: Yeah, you gotta you certainly have to make it about the customer. What's, what's interesting, I've started to see this just over the past year or two, is that a lot of different organizational departments will start kind of branding their teams in a way that you can start, you can kind of align your products or solution to naturally, right? Like it, it used to be called like the HR department, right? Now it's called like people and purpose, or you know what I mean? Like there's kind of they're kind of rebranding the way these companies are organizationally set up um, that are more naturally aligned to what you're looking to sell into. And again, you're not making this about what you're selling to them, but at least put it in their terms. And
1: we just had somebody reach out and ask us to do a series or an episode on selling IT outside of IT, and we're going to do that. But that's even more like their business, right? If I sell to the people that aren't in IT, like maybe it's the SCADA group, the people that manage control systems in the oil fields and oil oil pipelines and all that stuff, that's not the thats the business of what they do. They move oil and gas. That SCADA group buys a lot of IT. You're not going to talk to someone that's IT-like. So you, you need to learn how to approach and attack that. But even IT is changing so much with the cloud. In the last, I'd say, 24 months, people are becoming different. They have different titles. They're different roles. They don't manage racks of servers anymore. And you've got to decide how you're going to manage your approach with the way that they do IT and they do business. So make it about the customer.
0: Yeah, and in like, let's talk about, Bobby, maybe a few ways you can make it about the customer. How do you align your solutions to this plan? I think one obvious way, it takes research, but you can certainly very quickly, I don't know, 20 minutes reviewing their quarterly or annual report you can draw out some important initiatives to them because I think with certainly on the higher end of solutions, if it's not some, if it doesn't somehow align to something that's on their, you know, corporate objectives as a company, it's going to be a tough sell, right? Now, of course, they're going to be smaller products that they kind of buy just to run their operations. But if you're selling something strategically to them, it, it needs to be kind of in that top list of objectives for them as a company. It can be from conversations that you have with your sponsors in the account, or as they, you know, invite you to meet other people in the company, but you know, always have a kind of a working list of objectives that people have. And then this, you know, kind of feeds into your, to your overall account plan. Agreed.
1: You said something about maybe strategic things. And even if you're out there selling more of the commodity type stuff and making a lot of money doing it, great. But if you, if you're going to, focus on a strategy. You can find stuff in their 10 K and, and on their website. I, I've probably told this story in the podcast, but one time, probably two or three years ago, I found a magazine on a customer's website before we were going to our like very first meeting. And this was a big, big global account when I was at EMC and they had never really talked to us. They'd never really spent any money with us, but we got the meeting with the CIO and I found this magazine and I made everyone read it. And in the magazine and then the 10 K, the CEO said we are going to differentiate and beat our competition by the technology that we procure. Now, if that wasn't on the front page of my PowerPoint, I was an idiot because I'm a technology company. They've heard that messaging from their CEO, and I happen to have Gardner Magic Quadrant leading technology that would almost force them to buy my stuff if their CEO was going to stand behind the things that he said. Uh, and the meeting went great. We ended up selling them some of that stuff, but you can always find a way to tie your technology to what they're trying to do in their business to differentiate.
0: Yeah. I think too often I see people. So let's say that one of those corporate objectives probably was to be more efficient as a business. Like it's just as an example, too often I see tech companies say, Oh, Look at how aligned our cultural values are. We, too, want to be efficient as a business, mm-hmm. as if that's some sort of unique alignment that you have as a company. I, I, instead, I think the message needs to be we can help you be you, – you call this out as a core value or a goal for your company. We can help you achieve that efficiency by doing X, Y, and Z. So do less of the whole aligning your core, your cultural values. Now, I get it. If it's like altruism or something like that, great. Can appreciate that, or maybe you tie cost savings or you know to altruism. But think about it less of like, oh, look how similar our companies together, isn't that cute? Wouldn't you want to do business because of how similar we are together? Make it more nice. about how you can bolster and support their cultural
1: values. Furthermore, what if when you're talking to this person, you don't say the cheesy stuff, and you say, well, define for me what you guys mean by efficiency. Tell me what efficiency means. What would what would it look like to achieve that goal? Well, my department's been told by the my director that I need to cut ten percent by in this department by doing these things better. And but you would be crazy to say it right afterwards. But what if you put together a solution deck that showed that person could be fifteen percent more efficient? Yep. And
0: I've helped you accomplish your goals. Yeah, those those many times it depends on the organization. If you're working with a forward work, thinking organization. Those those goals are now cascaded down throughout the organization, and they've got some sort of accountability. Not always, but more and more and more, we're seeing it. Um, so, yeah, yeah, absolutely. How? Ask them point blank. How does this align to your to, you know to your goals? Does it align to your goals? If it doesn't, you can you should probably either question the sophistication of the company, which may or may not matter, um, or you should question whether or not your solution is going to make take priority uh, when it comes to getting the thing approved.
1: Well, we just talked about for a third of this podcast about what the account plan can do with your relationship with a customer. This is another ideal place where we're saying, don't talk about your stack, but talk about the customer. You could maybe have three tiers that are called out in their 10 K that your account plan looks like it's focused on and, and should be focused on. But then you've strategically injected how partner a can help with this this column and a partner B can help with this column and how you're uniquely aligned to, to focus on this column. And by all means, your products are in there, your solutions and services between you and your partner are in there, but your account plan looks like their business, not like your business. Big, big differentiator, big, big way not to be average and should differentiate you from your competition for sure. It really will present opportunities that you've never thought about uncovering. If you, if you do talk like them, structure your plan like them and kind of work like them. Anything or to add, Brian?
0: Yeah. Or it will give you, it will position a conversation to where you're getting the feedback you need to get to fix whatever relationship challenge may exist. It will. It's, it's like a, we, we talk so often about how an evaluation plan helps you determine where, where we really at in this specific deal? I think of this account plan as a series of evaluation plans and all these do are litmus tests for how strong or weak your relationship is.
1: 1000% agree. And my pro tip would be when you do, if this is the new customer or a customer new to you and you find that first opportunity, don't focus on just closing that opportunity. Continue to think broader, continue to think bigger. I would even highlight that you should elevate the team or the partner or someone else other than yourself or your product to really drive it forward. What that's going to do is we all like to be pumped up a little bit. And if you, if you do pump up the partner and the team, not the product and the closing of that product sale, you're going to have a small army fighting to move it forward. And if you, as the account executive or the, the specialist focus on a broader set of things, you'll have the opportunity to continue to uncover opportunities and create that multi-year pipeline and funnel that will continue to grow. You won't look anxious and you won't look, I don't, I don't want to say greedy, but almost needy to get a deal done.
0: Yeah. Agreed.
1: Okay. For this week, we shared our new podcast sponsor tech sales lab, and we covered three new bullets. First of all, it'll take a lot of work. Yes. That's not even, that didn't even count. Second, why do we account plan? What can it do for your relationship with a customer? And finally, we wrapped with don't make the account plan about your stack, make it about the customer.
0: And so I would remind everyone to go to averageistheenemy.com. As Bobby mentioned, they're going to be doing a drawing in the month of April for every person you refer that might be interested in this program, they're going to be doing a drawing. You'll get kind of double the entries for that. They're going to give away AirPods, Oculus Go, Amazon Echo, all kinds of good stuff. They're doing great work over there.
1: As always, average is the enemy. Average sucks. Thanks for listening to the TechSell Show. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for
0: listening to the Tech Sale Show. Subscribe to our email list at www.techsaleshow.com and follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Tech Sales Show. Until next week, average is the enemy.